Welcome to Restoration City Church Podcast. We pray you are blessed by this message. But now we want our focus to be on the Lord. And Psalm 65 says this. It says, praise awaits you, O God, in Zion. To you our vows will be fulfilled. You who answer prayer, to you all people will come. When we were overwhelmed by our sins, you forgave our transgressions. Blessed are those you choose and bring near to live in your courts. We are filled with the good things of your house and of your holy temple. I like that verse that says, we are filled with the good things of your house, of your holy temple. We are filled with good things. That in the house of God, there is good things. That's in the house of God. I know people like to trash the church and speak bad of the church. But there are good things in his house and in his holy temple. This psalm is a psalm of David. is actually a song that David was writing, and this song is is almost a revision of a previous song that the Israelites were singing when they came out of exile. When they came out of exile, it's a post-exilic song, and they revised the wordings of it, but it's a song that they were singing, and David penned this song together. And the song is in response to the providence of God. The song is in response to how God has delivered the children of Israel. And so out of this, this is one of the good times. This is one of the good times in Israel because most of the time it's always up and down, up and down. This is when things were going really good. And David begins to pencil and he puts this song together about the providence of God. And from time to time it's important for us just to stop and to think about what God has done for us. It's very easy to have a negative mindset and think of the negative things, but it's important that we stop and think about the good things that God has done for us. And then it's how we respond to what he has done. And and that's where David begins to, he opens up by saying, praise waits for you in Zion. Praise awaits you praise is due to you um you can't give praise to someone that you don't know you it's hard to praise someone if you don't know what they've done uh, there was there was a lady they they had on tv i think her name was kathleen green and i was thinking if i was to bring her in here she's just an ordinary woman that you would just probably pass on the streets. You wouldn't really think much of her. And if I was to introduce her and say, this is Catherine Green, you would just say, yeah, great, that's wonderful. You'll probably see her in the supermarket doing her shopping. No big deal. You can't associate anything to a person you don't know. But if I told you that she was the person behind developing the vaccination, 
that have solved and helped so many millions of people, then you can applaud her and show gratitude for the skills for what she has done. If what, once someone explained what they have done, then you can associate a praise to them. And I understand that there's some people, when they come into the house of God, they struggle to praise him. And the reason why they struggle to praise him is because they don't know what he's done. But when you have had a personal experience of what God has done for you, you can then begin to praise him and lift him up. The particular praise that's in the scripture in the Hebrew is, is the praise called Tahila praise. And the Tahila praise is one that boasts about God. It's one that causes one to shine. It's not a sad praise. It's a happy praise. It is a, actually a high praise. Uh, the, the, the Tahila praise is the singing of halals. In other words, the singing of hallelujahs. And when we are singing of halals is when we are, when we are praising God for his attribute, attributes, that he is a glorious God, that he is a majestic God, that he is an awesome God. This is what the praise is. So when we come together, we are praising him. We are singing songs of halal. We are singing songs that deals with the attributes, the glory of who he is. That means you have to get to know him. And know what he is about and what he has done. So praise becomes a personal thing. You can't force someone to praise. That's got to be something that is, comes from within you. And that comes out of an experience that you have with him. Well, David was in this position where he was reflecting and thinking about how wonderful God is. And so he was saying, when I get to Zion, praise is going to wait in Zion. Praise is due in Zion. In other words, when I come to church, I'm going to praise him. And the praise here is the, is the hymns, the singing, the exaltation of who he is. is a reflection of what God has done for them as a nation. So David is saying, when we come, we're going to praise him. We're not waiting for God. We're going to give him praise until he comes. Thank you, Jesus. So the praise is a reflection of all the goodness, all the goodness what God has done. I come into the house and I'm going to praise him. So praise will do three things. Pr praise, when we begin to praise God in the house, when we come into the sanctuary, praise will do three things. First thing that praise does and why it's important as we were singing our songs, I was speaking to someone earlier during the week and they're saying, I came to one of your services and I had to stand for a long time. Because we prayed for a long time. We had, a, we had a, a conference on back in the day. And, you know, you were standing for two hours, you know, and plus. Uh, and so he was, he, was, he was asking me, how long is your service time? So I said, our service is finished by about 12.30. It's not very long. Um, for us, an hour's service is, you blink and it's gone. You give your introduction and it's finished. Um, but praise, what praise does, praise will elevate us into the presence of God. That's what praise does. Praise elevates you, it lifts you up, it takes you into the presence of God. And it doesn't matter where you are, when you look at Paul and Silas, that even in a prison... 
The Bible says that they began to sing songs and their hymns and their singing and their worship. It doesn't matter where you are in terms of your circumstances. Those things around me is hard. Those things around me is heavy. Those things around me, if I allow it, can become depressive and oppressive. But when I come into the house of God and I'm listening to the saints worshiping, it elevates me. It lifts me up. It takes me to a, a higher place. That's what it does. It allows the presence of God to come. Because praise is a channel through which the power of God can be released. And that's why it's important when we come together that we don't just give any kind of praise. Our praise is a spiritual praise. It's one that comes out of our heart. It's a praise not for style or for fashion. You, you know, it's not about the beat. It's not about the swing. It's about what comes out of our hearts. It's about us concentrating, focusing ourselves. And sometimes we have to tell our flesh, I am going to serve God. I am going to worship God because my flesh is not going to want to do it. My flesh is, is resistance against it. But when you're in the atmosphere... That's why it's important to be amongst your sisters and brothers. Because people don't realize the goodness of the house. They don't realize I could be at home with a cup of tea and some biscuits and watching worship. But there's something about being in the house. Something about being in the house. That not all the time I feel like praising. I know you look at me and think I am. But not all the time I feel like praising. But when I come and I hear you worship. And I hear you praise. It stirs something inside of me. And it helps me. And it brings the presence of God amongst us. The second thing that praise, do, that praise does. Praise opens the door for the supernatural things to happen. And that's why it's important in, in praise, we are giving our expressions to God. We are adoring him. And that's why when people are worshipping and people are praising him, leave them alone. You don't know what they've gone through. You don't know what their experience is. You don't know what's happening. And so when we come to, to, to the house of God, leave people to give their worship and express God to God how they want. For one person, they may be laughing and they may be happy. For another person, it could be tears. But whichever one, God understands wherever it is. And so when we come together for the supernatural to happen, we're giving adoration. We're giving thanksgiving. That's why you will hear some people saying, thank you, Jesus. Another person will be saying, hallelujah. Another person saying, praise the Lord. It's all in the mix. It's all in a mix and it all sounds good because it's all going to the Father. And so there's singing, there's playing of the instruments, there should be shouting, there should be dancing. I saw some of them with the flag, there should be dancing, lifting and lifting of, of hands and clapping hands. This is all about praise. But it's important that the praise should not be an outward show. If it's just an outward demonstration, because I've gone to places where there is an outward expression, but there's not a connection from within the heart. Jesus spoke about this in Matthew 15 verse 8. He says, the people draw nigh to me with their mouths and honor me with their lips, but their heart, their heart, 
So you can go to some places where it's quite demonstrative, demonstrative in terms of praise, but when it comes to the heart, so we should worship God with all our hearts. We should put our heart into our worship. In other words, when we come out of a place of praise, we should be tired. We should be tired because we've given everything in terms of praising our God. Because the Bible says, John 4, 23, that the worshiper shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. Why? Because the Father is seeking such to worship him. You may not know how important your praise is. Because I came here and I sat at the back. And you don't know that your hallelujahs is helping me. You may not realize your praise the Lord is helping someone else. You don't know who you're sitting next to and what they're going through. So when you shout a hallelujah, something happens. Something, that's what I'm saying. Something happens. Because it's the praising of God, what happens is the supernatural things begin to happen. People get healed in the presence of God. People get delivered in the presence of God. It's about lifting up the praise because when we praise him, he turns up. When we praise him, he turns up. And the third thing what is so important, and just for time, why praise is so important, because praise will destroy the plans of the enemy. Praise will destroy the plans of the enemy. What the enemy has planned for my family and planned for my life, when you begin to praise, things begin to turn. Things begin to turn. Things begin to shift. I'm not here this Sunday to hand in my notice to say that I can't continue anymore. Because when they're praising the house, what the enemy had planned for me, God has turned things around. He has broken the plans of the enemy. So I'm not in a place where I'm trashed and I'm finished. And, and uh, I take the time out and I appreciate when Pastor Cleveland says, Pastor, don't be in a hurry to come back. Take some time and be with your family. I don't know if you know how precious that is. Because I don't think many people, I've not heard many leaders ever tell me to take time out. Because the minute you take time out, there's chaos. So to take time out and, and spend time with the family is precious. But I'm here. And, and what praise does, when we begin to praise God, the things which the enemy has planned for you becomes disruptive. Praise will go ahead of you. And praise will destroy every trick, every plan, every strategy that the enemy has set for you. Praise will destroy it. Praise, when we begin to praise God, God will go ahead of us and fight our battles. And if you have time, you can see that in Second Chronicles chapter 20 and 21. You will see that. That when the people began to praise the name of the Lord, the enemy began to go running. The enemy, it released the power of God and the might of God that the enemy has to flee when we begin to start praising God. Someone say amen. amen. So it says, praise, this kind of praise is waiting for you in Zion and you and to you our vows shall be performed. O oh, you who hear our prayers, the God who hears prayers. 
The same God I praise is the same God I give prayers to. Because my prayer and my praise are linked together. We are the ones who separate prayer and praise. But prayer and praise should not be separate. The same God I praise is the same God I pray to. And the thing is what makes a distinction about my God is that when I pray, he hears. Not only does our God hear prayers, he answers prayers. So in this, for time, it was just saying that in this particular um, place of, of prayer, he was talking about that our God, he hears and he answers our prayers and he also forgives us of our trespasses and forgives us of our sins. So not only does our God hear prayers, but what our God does, he has already made provisions for us. And the provisions he has made is the atonement of our sins. And the word atonement means that he has made a way not only to uh, to cover our sins, but every mistake that we have, what the atonement means is that he removes totally our sins. So he's not just covered, but he has removed our sins from us and he makes us pure and makes us righteous before him. So when we come, we don't have to come to him with guilt and condemnation. We come to him out of boldness because he has already, that's what David was saying, he has already made provisions for us. Through the providence of God, he already has made a way of escape. So when I come, though I may, may be weak, though I may transgress, though I may have iniquity, he has already made provisions. Through the atonement of his blood, he has made the way for us so that I can come and worship him. So in other words, there is no excuse why I can't worship him. I can't say that because I'm a sinner, I can't worship him because he's made provisions. My sister was what you were saying. Let the weak, you can say you're strong. Why? Because he's made provision. Let the poor say I'm rich. Why? Because he's made provision. So what David was saying, I'm praising God because he has made provisions for me. So my situation is not permanent. My position is not permanent. I won't always have to be sad. Because he's made provisions. He's made a way for me. It may be hard and tough at the moment, but he's made provisions. And so I'm praising him in advance for the provisions that he has made for me. Oh, someone needs to put their hands together. And give God a praise. Because what he was, David was saying was, sometimes when we make mistakes, and some of us, especially growing up in the church, some of you, the, the older ones will know, sometimes growing up in the church, when a, if a young girl got pregnant in the church, you know, that was a big thing. And especially if you weren't married, it was a big thing. They fling you out of church or they backbench you or you, all your rights were stripped, all your privilege was stripped. And sometimes our mistakes, when we look at our mistakes, and some of us, if we're honest enough to look back over our lives of some of the mistakes that we have made, and sometimes those mistakes 
can feel so overwhelming. It can be so debilitating because there's people in church that will remind you of your mistakes. It's bad enough I got the devil. It's bad enough I got the devil telling me about my mistakes. But then when you come to church, there's people who want to remind you of your mistakes. And sometimes the mistakes can feel so overwhelming. But I'm here to say I am praising God because he has pardoned me of all of my mistakes. He has forgiven me. And not only has he forgiven me, he calls me to restore me back again. So if you're one of those persons who have said, Pastor, I've messed up. I was in the church. I should have known better. But I didn't do better. You can still praise him. You are not disqualified. (coughs) You are not disqualified. You are still part of the family. And God calls you. He pardons you. And he wants to restore you back again. Come on, give give the Lord a praise. And that's why David was saying, when you get to understand this God that we serve. He was saying, all flesh has got to come to him. Everybody's got to come to him because this is the God that we serve. And then as as we go into (coughs) the conclusion of uh, of, of this verse, he goes in verse number four, he said, blessed is the man whom you choose and cause to approach you. Verse number four. Blessed is the man whom you choose. Blessed is the man who you choose to approach you. That when we get the opportunity to come before him, it's a blessing. Because some people feel, me coming to church today, I'm doing God a favor. No, you are blessed and highly favored. You are privileged. You and I are privileged to come and approach him. Now, let me just clarify this because some people feel that they're the ones who chose God. And we're the ones, you know, you know, the, the song was playing one day and the, the altar was open and I came to God and I chose God. You, no, no, you didn't, baby. No, you didn't. You, 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 didn't, you didn't choose him. In fact, um, in Ephesians chapter 1 and verse number 3, it says, praise be, to, praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with all spiritual blessings in Christ. Listen to this, verse number four. For he chose us. You didn't choose him. He chose you. You may have responded, but he'll been looking for you. I heard in the baptism class where Pastor Cleveland was, was running and he was saying how so many of you rebellious ones how God was calling for you so for so long, but you took so long to get baptized. You took so long, but you know what? He never stopped chasing after you. He never stopped 
going after you. Because you know why? You're the blessed one. He came looking for you. You're the blessed one because he chose you. Hear, hear, hear this. In, in St. John 15 verse 16, I'm just because of t- time. St. John 15 verse 16, it says, You did not choose me. You didn't choose me. In fact, you rejected me. You didn't choose me. So just in case you think that you're all that and a bag of chips, you didn't choose him. But hear what it says here. But I chose you. He came looking for you because you don't have what it takes. It's all about him. It's not your works. It's not your righteousness. It's all about him. All you had to do was respond to him. But he came looking for you. You and I have been chosen by God. And that's why I praise him. Because if it was down to an election or down to men to vote me in, I'm not going to get enough votes. I'm not going to get enough votes. But he chose me. Out of all that he could, he chose me. Do you see how special you are? Do you see how precious you are? And why we should praise him? Because he chose you. Not an accident. Because there's some people who reject us. They reject us because of the color of our skin. They reject us because we weren't born in a particular country. They reject us because we weren't brought up in church. And there's all kinds of rejection. I don't care about man. He chose me. The reason why I'm standing here is because he chose me. It says, you didn't choose me, but I chose you and I appointed you. So that you may go and bear fruits and that your fruit will last. And whatever you do or whatever you ask in the name of the Father, it says, I will give it to you. I was, I was looking through the book of Leviticus, chapter 20, 20, 21, 22. I was reading through that, heavy reading. But when you start to get into the book of Leviticus, especially around 21, 22, it talks about the qualifications that's needed for priest. Lord of mercy. Lord of mercy. If I have to go by what's written in Leviticus, none of us, none of us qualifies to stand in his house. But because of the providence of God, Because of the providence of God, blessed is the man whom you choose and cause to approach you. He caused this to happen so I can approach him because if I had to go in Leviticus times, I would not be able to approach him. I don't qualify for it. There's too much rules, too much regulations. There's not a chance I can live up to all of those. But the father says, I choose you and I choose how you can approach me. And now you can approach me, clear all the laws. As long as your heart is right, bring your heart, you can approach me. He chose us and appointed us so that we can come before him. And as I conclude, it says that he may dwell in your courts. 
And we shall be satisfied with the good things of his house. The good things of his house. Psalms 96 verse 6 says this. Honor and majesty are before him. Strength and beauty are in his sanctuary. That in the house of God, there's good things. There are good things that God has placed in his house. And one of the most powerful things that is in his house is his presence. Don't miss his presence. The treasures that's in his house is his presence. The reason we gather is for his presence. His presence is the good thing. What makes the house of God attractive is not our singing. Bless the Lord. Sometimes it's a bit flat, sometimes a little bit croaky. But what is not about our preaching? What makes the sanctuary, what makes it so precious, what makes it so wonderful, what makes the house so good is because the presence of God is in the house. It says the house is filled with good things. Filled with good things. Uh, Moses Excuse me, Moses had this conversation with the Lord because Moses asked the Lord and said to the Lord, Lord, I, I don't want to go in any further. I'm stopping right here. And he asked the Lord a powerful, God, a powerful scripture. He said, Lord, I want you to show me your glory. That's powerful. Not show me the latest car, the mansion. Anything material. Because our preaching had become materialistic. But what he was asking for was the glory. You see, there's something about when you've been in the presence of God, it's so addictive. There's something about when you've been in the presence of God, it cannot be replicated by anything else. There's something that draws us inside of us that just... We want to be in his presence. There's something about your spirit that wants to worship him and connect because of his presence. And so Moses says, Lord, show us your glory. And it's not that the Lord didn't understand the question or not that the Lord didn't understand the statement. But the Lord's response was quite interesting. Because he didn't say to Moses, I'm going to show you my glory. He says to Moses, I'm going to show you my goodness. It's not that the Lord didn't understand, but he was saying, if you understand my goodness, then you understand my glory. What you're asking for is, is the goodness, is my goodness. And he, and he, he says here in Exodus 33, 18, it says, I will cause my goodness to pass in front of you and I will proclaim my name, listen, the Lord in your presence. I'm going to declare my name, it's called the Lord. But the goodness that you're asking for, what you're looking for when I say my house is filled with the goodness, is my presence. My presence is my glory. 
So when we say that there's goodness in the house of the Lord, when David was saying, come on, let's go to the, the temple, let's go to the sanctuary, come on, let's go, let's go and praise him. As Isaiah says, even though the Lord was angry with me, I'm still going to praise him. I'm still going to praise him. I'm going to praise him and praise is going to wait in Zion until he comes. Because when he comes, the house will be filled with his goodness. The house will be filled with his glory. So all we got to do is look past our problems. If we can look past what has happened over the last few years, if we can look past our pain, look past the aches that we've gone through, and if we can look past how we feel, we will see that there is goodness in the house of God. His house is filled with good things. As I conclude, so David was concluding, he was saying, in his house is a place where he answers prayers. In his house, when we're talking about the goodness of his house, in his house is a place where your sins can be forgiven. He was saying in his house, the house of God is filled with good things, mercy, hope, joy, peace. All of this is in his house. Verse number five, it talks about in his house, there is awesome deeds. In other words, in his house is where you get victory. You may have come in here feeling defeated and sometimes we're hunched up because we've been battered during the week. But in his house, there is victory. There is victory. All it takes is for somebody to begin to shout. Somebody begins to praise him. And victory turns up. Victory turns up. Victory is in the house. Victory is in the house. In his house, verse number five through to seven says, in his house there is protection. He protects you. His angels watches over you. You are protected in his house. In verse number eight, it says, even in his house, wonders take place. So whilst we are here and there's things happening at home, things happening in your workplace, they've got some stuff lined up for you this week. But what happens as you begin to worship God, he begins to do wonders. He begin to do wonders. He begin to do miracle things. And that as, as the, the psalm conclude about his house, that in his house he will lift every curse and release his blessing. It's in his house. Come on and bless his name. Come on and bless his name. It's in the house. It's in the house. Come on, let's stand to our feet and bless him. It's in the house. We give him praise. It's all in the house. We thank you for your presence. We thank you for your glory. We thank you for your goodness. It's in the house. It's in the house. I release my praise. Praise waits for you in Zion. Praise waits for you in Zion. Praise. Praise. We praise you. We lift your name on high. We exalt you. 
Glory to your name. 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 Hallelujah. Praise your name. Praise your name. Praise your name. Pray you're encouraged with the word of God. For more information about Restoration City Church, please visit us at www.restorationcc.org.uk.